What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and... And like we say, we just come to talk about life, to motivate, to encourage, to inspire, to just educate. Um, as a matter of fact, let's just jump right into the podcast. So the first topic, I don't know if you wanted to lead with this one or not, uh, Derek, but um, first topic is man versus God's standard. When you think of the way we do things and the way that God has positioned us to do things, what do you see um, the disconnect within the world and what's going on? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, one thing I always tend to say, uh, I, I guess I'll take this topic into two ways, but um, by going it off of your way, man, you know, I feel like because there was such a, since we strayed away so much from Jesus and a lot of us are falling away from the faith, um, we forget, you know, God's standards in the first place, you know, and with all these different things, of course, it's a result of sin. But with all these things that's going on, we wonder why things are the way they are. And it's because, well, we disobeyed God like we forgot his standard. And we want to replace his standards with our standards because we feel as if our standards is, is so much more better than his when it's not. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people feel as if just because. They, they want to do what they want to do. They feel as if what they want to do is right. And all reality is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, the more that we're driven in the society with man's standard, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like we, we draw further away from God, you know? Like I was saying last week, you know, as people, we draw in what, like, we, we increase in knowledge, but we decrease in our morals and we decrease in, you know, we forget who God is, you know what I'm saying? And it's just yeah. like, it's just crazy, dude. And another thing, I feel like a lot of people, like just taking it from, I guess, an encouragement like way, a lot of people put man's standard on God, you know what I'm saying? Because we think mm. man this and man does that, man goes back on his word or man lies or men cheat. We feel as if God does the same thing when he does it, you know what I'm saying? Like when Jesus came, you know, of course, he came as man, but he wasn't that man's standard, like you would say. But, like, we had to live by an example by him. You know, he he loved us so much that he took the form of man to take upon himself the punishment that we deserved. You know what I'm saying? But that yeah. doesn't mean that man's standard. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, like, a lot of us, we, we, we tend to put too much man's standard on God when we have to realize who God is and his true character. And that is going to allow us to look at God in such a holy and in a fearful way rather than just looking at him like, oh, he's just like every other man on this world, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense, man. And um, I brought this topic up because a lot of times between um, there's a disconnect within, um, you know, us and God. And because God has given us free will, He's given us the ability to choose and to decide the things that we want to do. So what happens is at times as people, we take advantage of that and we start to create our own way, our own standard, our own morals. And we start to neglect uh, the standard that God set before us. You know, what's funny is if we go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, right? Where, um, what God created Adam, correct? And mm -hmm. um, so God created Adam, but most people don't know 
that Adam was our standard. He was the original standard. And then what happens is because Adam wasn't able to be the standard that God set for him to be, because, you know, in the Garden of Eden, when, when he ate the fruit with Eve, that's where, you know, Adam went wrong. Adam went wrong because he, was, he wasn't strong enough to resist temptation. And in the midst of him not being strong enough to resist temptation, Adam already was not strong enough to be the person that we needed him to be, that God intended for him to be. So that's why God had to come in human form to be perfect so that he could be the standard that we needed to be because we weren't capable of doing so. And it's so deep because, you know, people just look at the Bible as something that man made, but a man wrote. And in the Bible, it, it says that. It says that man wrote it, but it was God breath. Like God breathed these words into man to be able to, to write these stories. So it's basically God writing through man, you know, and that's basically at times the Holy Spirit, you know, when we're able to try to say things or try to do certain things, we're not able to do so, but the Holy Spirit is able to do so. That's still God within us. God is always a part of us. But what happens is we try to ignore the signs and the things that, that God has planned for us. And we say that if we're not interested, if we don't want to do them, if it's not fun, if it's not any way that, that, um, that makes us happy or whatever, then we want to go against it. So we've had this separation of, we think that our way is the best way. And a lot of times we say, um, a lot of people that don't believe in God, they say they can't see him. So they don't believe him. They, you know, it's just so many different things and, and why they don't, or they'll say something like God allowed this to happen to a family member or this. Uh, so why should I believe in him? So it's, it's just so many different reasons. And this is a topic that will continue to go, you know, to the last days because there'll be believers, unbelievers, but just to let people know about, you know, our standard and God's standard and, you know, the standard that's best for our life, which, you know, the word says that Jesus is the way. So that's the standard pretty much, you know, and we need to step out of our own way and realize, you know, what a standard is and start going towards that standard. Yeah, exactly, man. That's why it just takes a mile of ourselves. You know, the Bible says, those who don't take up their cross and follow me daily cannot be my disciple. You know, and a lot of us, we're not willing to pick up their cross. So we feel as if that uh, is a burden to, you know, pick up our cross. But the fact that, you know what I'm saying, while we have to pick up a cross, Jesus died on the cross. He died for us. So we, and we say it's hard for us just to pick up a cross and follow him. You know what I'm saying? So we have to really just look towards him as an example, look towards him as that example, like, it says in the Bible, those who love me will keep my commandments. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, God so loved us, but do we so love him? Are we keeping his commandments? Are we renewing our mind to him? Um, so we just have to realize that we have to, you know, we have to stop putting man standing on God, you know, see Jesus as, you know, holy and righteous. You know, he's the son of the living God, you know. And we start to, when we start to look at him for the way we're supposed to look at him, then we will truly know who he is. So, you know, man, what really, what really brings me all the way down and makes me realize that I'm not as, as far up as I think I am 
when I think of, you know, that sacrifice that Jesus made, you know, on the cross for, for us. And it's like, a lot of times we miss, we get one part of it. We say, oh, he made a sacrifice for us. It's like, no, no, no. He made a sacrifice unto death for us. Like, and what's crazy is another part that we never even paid attention to or recognized. It was us that did it. It was us that they killed him. And it's like, it wasn't, you know, us as in me and you, but us as a people who did it, who who crucified him. And as as he was going through it, he was still praying for us. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And when I truly think of it, especially like um, on Communion Sunday, when you when you hear it, it hits it hits deeper now, man. It's just like unto tears because it's like someone loved us all so much that they died for us. Like we look at that as just just words. It's it's not words, and if we can bring it into realization and and use it as like a parent, like a parent making a sacrifice for you, going through every punishment that you deserved, everything that you deserve. You did all this stuff, but you get nothing for it. And your parent is taking all the punishment up until death for you because they loved you so much that they didn't want you to endure anything. And when you look at it that way, Man, it, it, it has to hit home some way, man. It just has to. It has to change change something within you. Exactly, bro. And it's just crazy too. Like I was th- I was literally reading this in Isaiah, because Isaiah talks about this, um, talking about how Jesus, like they beat him so much to where like they didn't even recognize who he was. You know what I'm saying? And then I was just thinking, like, God so loved us that he sent his only begotten son. Like, his son, who was perfect, and he manifested himself into human form for us. Like, he had to intervene in his own plans just to save us. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, love that is just un- just unimaginable, bro. And like it's, it's just like, yeah, we are all unworthy. The only way we are worthy is through Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, dude, like, it's just, it does hit different, man, because it's just like, we was the ones that rejected him, but he still just wants our acceptance, like through our rejection, through our turning away from him, through our mocking him, like all he just still wants is our acceptance. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, and when we break it down, man, into simplicity into like, you know, what, what God wants for us is, is not really that much. We make it out to be bigger than what it is. It's like accepting Jesus as our Lord and savior because of the sacrifice that he made and he wants our heart. You know, when you put those two things together, that, that's pretty much it. Because once God has a heart, he has everything else. Everything else follows into alignment. So it's like, it's it's not complicated. We make it out to be complicated. We got to do this. We got to do that. And uh, because a lot of times we don't understand what grace is. We don't understand that we're saved by grace and not by works. So we try to work our way into to God loving us more or God doing more for us. But that's just not how it works. We're saved by grace, not by works. So it's like God chooses to forgive us and to do these things for us on a daily basis without us having to do the work for it. That's all he wants is our heart. And if we make it simple, we can start to follow and live the life we're supposed to live and stop making it so complicated. Yeah.
Well, bro, let's uh, – yeah, I can go forever on that, bro. We can go forever on so, yeah, that. Say, say, oh, yeah. Say, say, we can go forever, man. So let's let's just jump into the next topic, man. Um, why is it so easy to get offended? You know, so when you think of us as people and getting offended, kind of talk to the people about some things that uh that make it so easy for people to get offended on a daily basis yeah bro so um i feel like a lot of people get offended honestly because and this i can i can live by example of this um i feel like a lot of people get offended because it's attacking their own ways if that makes sense i don't know that's deep yeah it's just like when we when we try to tell somebody something I feel like the only reason they really get offended because they're either used to their own ways, they want to continue their own ways, and it's just like they feel as if their own ways is just right. So it's just like when you're trying to tell them something, it's 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 more lines of the person that's trying to help you. They think that they're attacking you, if that makes sense. Or they saying, oh, you're just doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. And maybe not necessarily you're doing it wrong, but there's a better way of doing it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to, man, like even subtly, I used to get so like just heavy. I used to get so mad when people used to attack me, man. Not not attack me, my bad. When people try to because it was just like this way, I was just used to this way. This way was just useful. But as soon as like I started to really get into the root of it, it's just like like we were saying before, like our way is not the right way all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like we gotta really start to expand our thinking rather than the way we see it because if we see things the way we see it i guarantee you every time somebody's going to try to help you you're going to get offended or every time somebody tries to help you um you're not going to listen because it's just like you're you're you're, you're stuck in your own ways i'm not trying to say that to offend nobody because like i said i used to be there but i had to realize i had to expand my thinking i expand my my way of life and the more like i i incline to other people and what they were trying to help me with I started to see a shift in my own life because now it's just like I'm not doing it my way no more, but I'm doing it in in like other people's point of views that that they used to help their life and that they probably heard that from somebody else, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. um like I said, that's what I feel about that, man. So I actually looked up the um uh, the definition for offended. Resentful or annoyed typically as a result of a or proceed of a perceived insult so what happens is when i see people getting so easily offended is because like you mentioned earlier it's almost a way of like going against their way of thinking and if anything is said that's going against a person's way of thinking then the offense takes place because um most of the time as people we we take words personal regardless of how they're being said the words are are an attack on on who we are because they're not the way they're not the words that we say or the way that we think so once we get those words you know gone to us in a way that we're not expecting or a way that we don't want to receive it then we automatically get offended. So I wrote down something um, the other day 
um, that I that I heard. I want to say it was probably from Pastor Steve Furtick at um, Elevation Church. He said the reason why it is so hard for us to stay happy is because it is so easy for us to get offended. So what happens is because it's so easy for us to get offended, we can never really be as happy as we should be or we want to be because offense is everywhere with us. It's like anything that's said is is offended. Like we, we never take time to like analyze what the person had to say or how they were saying it or what context they were saying it within. We automatically take it personal because our way of thinking in that moment, just say, for instance, we're already going through something and someone says something to us. That person could have the best advice or best information that they're giving us, but because we're going through something, we automatically take that as an attack. And it's not what the person said, it's because of what we're going through at the time. And because we're going through something, we feel that that person should know, should understand, should be saying that. But at the end of the day, that's uh, unrealistic expectations. It's like the the things that we think about at times, we expect the world to know uh, what those things are. And because we're going through it, we figure that everybody should understand and know that we're going through it and nothing should be said uh, because of what we're going through. And at the end of the day, sometimes it's just us being inside of our head. We're being inside of our head. And in, and in reality, no one knows what we're going through because we never expressed it. We never told them. We never said this like, hey, Right now, if we could be mature enough and to understand how our feelings work, because a lot of times we operate out of feelings instead of out of principle. And if we were mature enough, we could get to a point where we could say, hey, I'm going through something right now. I don't want to take offense to what you said. I know that you probably mean well and you're doing that right now. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not ready to receive that. or I'm not at a point in place where I can hear you or I can understand you. Uh, and I know that you mean well for me but I'm not there yet to be able to hear what you have to say. And I don't want to, I don't want to mess up this relationship that we have based off what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing within my head. And I just want to have some time to be able to get an understanding on it, to get over it, to get through it. And then we can, uh, we can have this conversation once uh, I'm able to, to be able to, to have it, if that's okay with you. So for me, it, it's not, you know, it's not much to, to kind of get over that uh, offense, to be able to not even start the offense, if that makes sense, but to, to get to a place in time where you're capable of hearing what a person has to say, and then we can end all offenses, unless the person's just blatant and, hey, this, 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 and this, that's just directly attacking who you are, then, you know, then that's different. Yeah, man, for sure, man. That's why I feel like we should have got to really get out of pride, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to really get to the point to where, like, we got to get out this pride, man. Because, like I said, life isn't really, isn't about us, isn't about us at all, man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I feel like a lot of times when we make things about us, we don't want to receive help, nor do we want to give help, if that makes sense. Um, and like you said, I feel like a lot of us got to get to the point to where like we have to be as people say like we're not ready to receive this information you know it's better to say that than to like offend somebody in an anger angrily way you know what i'm saying but um like you said man um I feel like 
pride is the big thing. Even the Bible talks about pride, man. Like, we got to really get out of it. And really just allow the Holy Spirit to, you know, guide us through and just allow us to, to work in our life, you know what I'm saying? And the more we allow that, the more we'll be willing to receive the help from others. Um, and like I said, it's up to you whether you want to receive that information or not receive it, but at the end of the day as well, don't be afraid to receive it, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like help is just, a, how should I say it? Like help is just another like extra cheat sheet for a test, you know what I'm saying? But it's up to you rather if you're willing to use it or not. Um, so That's actually a pretty good example. I think that, um, you know, so for the moral of the topic, you know, to easily get offended, I guess that's coming to a place of recognition and understanding that, you know, we're not mature enough to handle certain things or to hear certain words at a time. And we need to do more analyzing before we're able to, you know, to go about it in a way that can ultimately break up or end relationships and friendships. Uh, just, just taking the pause. I remember it was a book or something like that called The Pause. It was something about pausing before reacting to things and how we need to, that pause is important before making those decisions because, you know, one reaction can ruin everything. And, you know, sure. we don't, we don't want to do that. But let's um, get into the third topic, uh, price versus value. Um, this is this is one that was very interesting to me when yes, it sir. talks about price versus value. So I think I want to get started on that one. Um, so price versus value typically is what you pay uh, versus what you get. Sometimes you can pay more and get less. Sometimes you get... Uh, you could pay little and get more, or you could pay something and get the same value. So a lot of times I think uh, as people, we don't really recognize what value is because of the way that we see things and the way that we've lived life, the way that we've built ourselves to be. So value to us, to all of us is different. So it's like, for instance, um, this podcast is value. It's, it's way more value. What happens is this podcast is, is free. So the people are able to, to listen and get advice and get feedback and to get all this. So this will be considered something that's more value than, you, than they, uh, they have to pay because they don't have to pay. Uh, but a lot of times people will see things that's valuable as invaluable because it's not something that's, that I'm doing or something that I'm not interested in. So that means that it's, uh, it's not of value. And that, like I said, that comes from a place of not being at a certain place and understanding what value is. You know, to me, value is, is anything, um, anything that makes you better or does better for the situation or whatever it is that you're doing. That, that's value to me. And I believe in giving more value than I receive in payment. But a lot of times people's, uh, their value lies within just things that to them that make sense, but to others that don't. So their value may lies in their clothes, their shopping, their shoes, um, their electronics, their, their friends, whatever it may be. And a lot of times like the friends can be of high value. So not knocking that, but like the electronics and all that stuff. Like if you're at a place where 
you're able to have these things and it's it's of value because it makes you better and it does that then great but for the most part um a lot of these things don't really add as much value to us as we say or we think that it does so to me you know i think that as people we need to redefine and rediscover and figure out what value actually is because we've kind of discarded a lot of valuable things that could have been useful and valuable for us, for the people that's around us, for the people that we love, but we discarded of it. And now it, it was of no use for us because we looked at it as invaluable. So, so how do you feel about, you know, price versus value? Yeah, man. Um, I feel like value tends to pay a price as well, just depending on how, well, how we're willing to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we as people, we add value to things. Things are unvaluable until we add value to it. So something can be so valuable to you and it's willing to pay something for your life. Maybe it's trying to pay for you to have more, to have, um, you know, to, to just to really become a stronger individual. But we're the ones that have to receive that value as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, I feel like a lot of people take things more serious when there's a price on it, but then at the same time as well, if something is free and if something is valuable, like why not make the most of it? You know what I'm saying? Why not use it to the extent of how you can use it to grow your life? You know what I'm saying? Now, um, like I said, a lot of people pay for certain things and it's cool. Um, but also when it comes to price and value, don't think that value relies um, and what you pay for a price as well. So don't, don't try to be so driven wife to where you see like these shoes or these things as if like, like this is the core value. Now, like it, like I said, if you like them, then get them, but don't think that they're the core value in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like it can, it can really go a lot of ways, but what the point that I'm trying to say and what you basically said was like, um, things that are valuable, man, we have to really incline to it. We have to really, um, make use of it, knowing that it's also paying for our life. Um, we just have to be willing to receive that value and add it to ourselves as well. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. And I, I come to a point in place, man, where I want to say about May of this year, I realized that for the most part, as people, I'm not going to say every single time, but for the most part, we don't value anything that doesn't cost us something that's not a sacrifice, that doesn't take anything away from us, that makes us uncomfortable. So what happens is, for instance, like we, we got YouTube, we got, we got Google, we got all these different methods of value that people are speaking value that are doing this. But what happens is some people take advantage of that and they see that as value and they become better, they grow, become stronger in whatever area they need to become in because they see it of value and they take advantage of it. And for the most part, a lot of people don't. They see that as it's always going to be there. It's just something that's there. So it's not of importance because it's on something that's free. So you look at it as, oh, if it's on YouTube and it's free, it's not valuable. If it's on Google and I can search it and it's free, it's not valuable. If it's something that's given to me that didn't cost me anything, it's not valuable. But it's actually anything of value is value regardless of if it's free or not but our minds are kind of set up to see that if it didn't cost us then it's not valuable so what happens is like i said i come to a point in place where i'm just like for me to be able to to take stuff serious 
you have to like make a sacrifice for it to make it of value because now you you kind of distinguish the differences between like all right it's going to have to cost me because if it costs me something that means that i have to take it serious i have to be more engaged and focused because it may have cost me um some money or some time or it may cost me um energy or whatever that took away from something that i needed already so that was the value within that because it was sacrificial um so like i say again you know if it doesn't really cost us at times we don't really see the value within it yeah for sure man like i know it's well like when it comes to sacrifices i feel like it's gonna have to take a sacrifice but also you have to see value in order to receive value and if you can't see the value you have to be willing to see that value in something you know what i'm saying because a lot of times um like you said we as people we base things off of what we see so just using that you know what i'm saying if you can't see value then be willing to see it because once you can see that value now it's just gonna allow you to to really use that value um for your life so cool cool so let's get into the the next topic um instant versus delay you know we had a a bit of a conversation about it you know when it comes to you know whether you want to say instant or delayed gratification so what is so when you hear that what does that make you think of and when you when you see it within yourself within people you know just wherever you see it yeah man so i guess just using it for my personal life i'm starting off um, before I always, I'm always just a rushing person, you know what I'm saying? Um, so before man, like, uh, always with the instant gratification, not necessarily, I want to say necessarily instant gratification from people. Cause I know I was never really driven by that, but instant gratification or just wanted instant things like just now I wanted to happen now. Um, and it's just like, I, I'm always used to be that person. I feel like God really. You know, I know your word was patience, man, but uh, I'll tell you, man, God just worked my patience so much, man. Like, I can literally wait for, I can, I'm, I'm very good at patience, I, I believe, it, because God really inclined me to uh, put me out of position just to wait on him, just to trust in him. Um, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 27, 14, um, be, of good, be of good courage, wait, I say, on the Lord, you know what I'm saying? So, um I really feel like God has really worked on my patience to the point to where it's like, I don't need that instant gratification. I don't need that instant thing now. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it wasn't meant for that moment. You know what I'm saying? Most of the times, let me take that back. Most of the times it's not even meant for that moment. Um, and so like, I feel like as people, I'm just uh, bringing it back to them. Like as people, we need to really, we have to get out the mindset of, and it, like it needs to happen now. Now, maybe the instant the instant thing that is trying to happen for you, like maybe it's meant to happen now or maybe it's meant to happen later, but we have to stop getting stuck into instant because, you know what I'm saying, like you said, with the steak, would I rather microwave uh, a prime rib steak in the microwave or would I rather put it in the oven? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, the one that's put in the oven, that's so much more better than the one that's in the microwave. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be willing to wait. We have to be willing to trust in the process, prepare in the process. But we have to, most importantly, make sure that we're growing and staying firm in God in the process. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's the only way we can really get out of this instant like mindset and start to be more in this patient mindset, be more in this um, trusting in the process mindset and all this different stuff, man. So. So, man, what I think is that, you know, as time as times have changed and as we we have evolved as people, technology and all these things, uh, this faster way of getting everything. And because we we've, we've gotten so accustomed to these things, like I've said probably in the previous podcast, you know, Amazon is has like killed it. They everything like you can get stuff from Amazon same day, next day, in two days. Like it's so fast to get the things that you want now. And because we see that in one area and even with food, like with fast food, like I was mentioning, you can go through a drive through and pay your money and the food's probably already at the next window before you even uh, go through with the transaction. And even with getting our groceries and stuff, like we've got people that'll go out and shop for us and uh, people that'll go out and, you know, get our food and do all that. And I'm not knocking it or saying that it's a bad thing. But because we see these things are so instantaneously and we get the things that we want when we want it, we kind of make that uh, back with us. And we, uh, we take that back with us internally within everything that we do. So because we see that, uh, that, instant, uh, that instant thing that's there then, so we see it as we try to apply it to success. We're like, well, I can get this, I can do this, I can do this, and that's instant. Why can't I become a success? as as fast as I want or as quick as I want why can't I have you know certain things the way that I want it when I want it and how fast that I want it but it's like it's different so we have to separate it's almost like you know kind of what we spoke of earlier like the way of the world like the way of the world is moving so fast that now we expect everything that we do and everything that we see to be fast like the world is doing but what happens is is you're going to have some things in life that are instant that you're able to have fast, that you're able to, to grow and to do these things with. But it's also going to be some things that are going to be of delay. It's going to be some things that, um, that, uh, that you have to wait for, like success. Like, I've been very impatient when it comes to this, you know, but I have to, like, I have to revert back to, like, prayer and things now to understand, like, hey, it just doesn't work like this. I have to step out of my own way because I'm like, you know, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z every day. I'm doing this. Why Why am I not successful? Why am I not, you know, at a place where I want to be? And what happens is I let the way of the world get inside of me at times. And I expect, you know, my success and things in life to come to me fast because there's so many other things that are coming fast. And it's like, it just doesn't work. We have to separate the two between the uh, the instant and the delayed gratification. Sometimes uh, you got the instant gratification where it's like someone gives you something that you didn't expect and that's like instant because now you're like, oh, I'm happy. But sometimes it's it's going to be some delayed gratification. You know, like they say, the saying is it takes uh, 15 years to be an overnight success. That's basically saying instant and delayed. It's like, all right, you want to be an overnight success? That sounds instant, but that instant, uh, that instant process actually takes 15 years. And you're like, whoa. So now when I look at, you know, my, my situation personally and I look at like success, I look at it as, okay, um, I've only been at this a couple of years and I haven't even been 
consistent with these couple of years, right? So I'm like, oh, if it takes 15 years, then I'm nowhere near that. So uh, I had to understand and have to like bring myself to terms about the instant and delayed. It's like, all right, do I want something that's going to be taken away from me, like that I worked hard for and is taken away from me because I got it instantly, or is do I want something that um, that I worked hard for and it cost me something? And I went through it and I was able to get appreciation for it. And I was able to get all these things. And now I'm able to sustain it for a longer time. And that's the delayed gratification versus the instant. Delayed can be taken away, not as good, you know, whatever. And the delayed is the thing that's been marinated, been weighed, the thing that can't be taken away. And the delayed gratification is typically from God. The instant gratification at times is from man, is from us. So. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, we got to realize that God's timing is the best timing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like uh, when it comes to patience, um, not only, like I always tell people, patience doesn't only teach us how to wait, but it teaches us how to prepare. But even deeper than that, um, with patience, I, I one of the things I've learned is to allow God to work on my faith. Because when you allow God to work on your faith and you get to this certain amount of faith, it's just like, okay, God, I already know that you got plan. You already got this plan for the future. You already know where I'm going to be. Like you say, like he knew us before the womb. You know what I'm saying? He already has plans for our life. You know what I'm saying? Before we were even created and formed in this world. And so if I if I can live by that and I have faith, um, and I allow God to work on my faith for that, now it takes, now it gives me in a, a position to where like I can make the most of each and every single day now instead of living for the future or instead of being anxious for the future. You know what I'm saying? Jesus tells us himself, like, don't worry about tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like he takes care of the birds in the air and we're more valuable than the birds. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, uh, when we, when we put ourselves in a, a position to, and it's hard, like, I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it's easy at all, but even like struggling wise, like even if you can put yourself in a position to where like you can have faith to where, you know where you're going to be. Now that gives you opportunity to make the most of each and every single day instead of like trying to live like in the future or trying to live like, like when is it going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like we got to be anxious and less and just have faith more. You know what I'm saying? So. It's something that I say, you know, it's like easy come, easy go. You know, when it when it's hard to find or it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to to take away or to to leave, you know, because you know that that easy method. It's like, all right, if it was easy for you, then it's gonna be easy for everybody. Not for typically, sure. but sometimes it's like that's the case. But then also, you know, like they say, the saying is, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So if you find something that's easy that everybody can do, then that's gonna be the case. But if you find something that's difficult that most people can't do then it's not going to be so easy and chances are it's going to be a rare thing that's not able to do so like when it comes to people doing certain things just say like uh, if we were talking about athletes and stuff like a lot of people play different sports and do different activities and that doesn't make them all professional you start to see at a certain level where uh where it separates the um the ones that enjoyed it from the ones that that were really great at it because they stuck with it. So those ones end up going to the pros and making millions of dollars and the ones that are just good at it, that's just what they talk about. 
oh, I did this as a seventh grade or middle school or in high school. I did it uh, in the college level, but you know, I never got it to the to the high level that it was supposed to be. And you tell that the ones that really stuck with it that didn't get that instant gratification and kept working, they kept doing it. Now they're in the pros making millions. And the ones that kind of uh, thought that they were good and they should be given something right then and there, they kind of quit or didn't take it as serious uh, because they were looking for that instant gratification. And now they're watching the people that took it serious and took the time frame that it took to be able to get to where they needed to get to. Exactly, bro. But man, let's go into this last and final topic, man, um, accountability. So when you think of accountability in your life, uh, what do you think it is uh, done for you? And where is it taking you in life? What has it done for you just recently, previously, like in the past? Like what has accountability uh, done for you and allowed you to become? Yeah, so... Oh man, so with accountability, man, like, I guess just me as an individual, I never really was a point to where it's like, if it doesn't work out, like, I'm not going to do it or like, I'm not trying to put myself like high and mighty and like, I don't know what life entails, but I, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm never the person to give up on certain things. But at the same time, I am a person that needs some type of push if that makes sense. I'm definitely am a person that needs some type of push because without a push for me, like it may take a good minute till I actually realize it may take a good minute till I actually see something. Um, so accountability for my life, man, it's been helpful for real, for real. Like, especially like the people that is keeping me accountable as well, man. Like uh, it's, it's really been putting me at a position to where like I, like every day, like I actually want to get better. Like every day I actually want to push myself. Every day I actually want to, you know, tackle these certain things by myself. And it, it's good when people keep you accountable. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like they keep you accountable to the sense of like, I don't know, like in a jealous way because they really care about you that they say these certain things. So we really see like people caring about you and and wanting to see you change and be better and be willing to stick with you as well, like through your low moments as well. It just really gets you to a point towards like, you got to appreciate every point of accountability that you receive in your life. Um, so accountability has really, really been helping me so much, man. And like, I, I can tell like before, like I'm not the same person I am now. And um, one of those reasons I'm not the same person is because of accountability in my life. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's really been helpful, man. Like, um, just really trying to, and it, it helps you to see helps you to see like certain perspectives in your life that you haven't seen before. You know what I'm saying? Or it helps you to, to grow areas that you didn't realize needed growing. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it really depicts, and not only depicts, but it depicts that certain thing, and like it helps you to see how like you can grow from this. But um, accountability, man, like like highly recommended for a lot of people um it's definitely one of the ways like it, it helped me to grow as an individual um but yeah man so man when i when i see accountability and what it's done for my life i think you know i can even relate it back to the topic that we had earlier about how it's so easy for us to get offended if mm -hmm. if we had accountability within our lives it wouldn't be so, we wouldn't get so offended easily because what'll happen is 
that will be the practice that that it takes to not be offended because now we're having to hear from other people we're having to hear their opinions their thoughts what they think about our lives the things that we should do we're having to do it so that's what accountability does it takes you to a place that's uncomfortable at times it's like uh, as people we feel that we all have it together that we we got everything it takes to be able to be what we need to be oh i'm doing it i'm doing this i'm doing that but then we find ourselves in the same place year after year after year no growth um not going to new levels still doing the same thing but we're still talking about the things that that we're doing the things that we want to do and we're stuck there and without the accountability accountability allows us to be unstuck so we're stuck by ourselves but accountability allows us to be unstuck and to be moved it's almost like sticky paper or something like you know you walk on it you're stuck you can't move anymore and that's us alone but accountability is is more i don't know what they're related to but it gets us off the sticky paper and allows us to move again so I highly recommend if you don't have an accountability group, if you don't have people that's holding you accountable, then that's something that's highly, highly, highly needed within everyone's life because we don't have all the answers. We can get out and get in our own ways. When it's something that we don't want to do, we can stop, we can quit. We're just like, because that's us, we can do that. If, if we don't want to do it anymore, we quit doing it. If we want to stop, we stop. And with the accountability group, what happens is we think we think of these people that's holding us accountable and they give us a method of like a reason why typically we have a reason why already within our families within what we do that's our reason why we do what we do but the accountability group and the people that hold you accountable remind you of those things they remind you of why you're doing what you're doing and how you shouldn't quit and how you said you were going to do something and how you need to stick to what you said you were going to do or don't say it at all. So you got people that's in your corner that's like rooting for you, but at the same time, they're not just telling you what you want to hear and giving you the things that you want, but they're also give, they give you the things that you need instead of the things that you want. So man, to me, you know, I got into the accountability group from the 1% event with the guys, um, and then slowly but surely, you know, now it's it's five of us, you know, it was three, now it's five of us. And we're growing and we're not only growing individually, but we're growing collectively, you know, like we've all become better, you know, it's, you know, a group of five men. We've all become better men uh, because of that, whether it be better husbands, better fathers, better friends, better communicators, we become better because of that. And that wouldn't happen if we didn't have each other because now, you know, we're all different walks of life. You know, three of us are obviously in Tennessee, but you got one, one of us that's in, you know, Texas and one is in Canada. But it's like we all have different life experiences, different things to offer. And we're able to bring the things that we learn throughout the week to, to be able to bring to each other and help each other with any type of thing. You know, I remember at first it was just about, uh, personal development we would only talk about that but it's like no nah, man we can go deeper than that because sometimes it's not going to be about personal development but sometimes it's going to be on a personal level within things that we're doing within our families or things that we're struggling with internally like I need some help on that and now we've broadened it out a bit more and we're able to talk about you know so many different things and we're able to feel like we're refreshed at the end of the accountability calls and 
honestly, man, I look forward to them every single week. So, yeah, man. So I, I tell people to, you know, if you don't have an accountability partner or accountability group, you should most definitely find it because it stretches you, it grows you in a way that that's needed. You don't want it. Like, none of us want to be stretched, but we need to be. So the yeah. accountability group, accountability partner helps us to get there. So if you're listening to this and you don't have an accountability group, you don't have an accountability partner, or reach out to someone uh, that you know is not going to tell you what you need to hear, tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. And if you're just searching for people that's going to like tell you everything you want to hear, that's not accountability. Go for the people that you know is going to tell you the truth. Thanks, man. But man, uh, if I can say myself, man, that was a that was a pretty good podcast. So, uh, what do you want to you know, leave the people off with, man? Before before we end it for the day. Yeah, man. Um, look, I feel like the main thing I want to leave people off with, man, um, is just when it, when the first one, like, uh, don't put man standard on God. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, like I like I was saying yesterday. It takes developing a relationship with somebody to really get to know their character. You know what I'm saying? To really know like what the things that they're saying is true. So I want to encourage people just to continue just to uh, develop a strong relationship with God um, and renew your mind in Jesus every day. Um, and, you know, repent and turn to him like God promised you, like he's going to change your ways for good and the better. But it takes a repentance. It takes a renewal. Um, but, uh, yeah, just really don't put a man standing on God and really see him in a holy way. That's what I got for people. But, man, you know, what I actually got, what I actually got, man, is we, we just been talking, man. It ain't been recording none of this time, man. You said some good stuff, man. I don't got none of it. Uh, for real? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> gotcha. So, man, what I want to leave the people off with, though, man, is just continue to grow, to strive, to become better, to get to get somebody that's going to hold you accountable for you know, the things that you said you want to do in order to take you to the places that you need to uh, go to. And that's about it for the day. That's all the time we got. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a blessed one.